Live from the J.C. Newman Cigar Studio in Boston, Massachusetts, and the Gurkha Cigar Studio in beautiful British Columbia, welcome to the Smokin' Tobacco Show with your hosts, Matt Tobacco and Mitchell Santaga. And good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Smokin' Tobacco Show. My name is Matt Tobacco from SmokinTobacco.com, and I'm joined once again by my good friend, Mr. Mitchell Santaga, also of SmokinTobacco.com. Live from beautiful British Columbia in the Gurkha Cigar Studios. I am here in Boston in the J.C. Newman Cigar Studios. That's right. It's Bricktoberfest. Don't forget to check that out. Head over to jcnewman.com for more information on this year's Bricktoberfest celebration. Uh, Mitchell, hello. How are you? How is it hello. up there in Canada? Is it, is it, is it, is it, do you guys have snow yet or what's going on up there? You know, what comes before snow? It's rain. Depression. We've got lots of that. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> We've got lots of rain. Um, we actually, so one of the things our news likes to call it is when it rains a lot, they like to, they, we like to name our weather anomalies or not even anomalies, just like slightly above average weather things. They like to name them. So when we have a little bit extra rain, they call it, they call it um, a atmospheric river. That's very specific atmospheric river is is inbound um which just means a little bit more rain than you're used to <laughs> um but uh but yeah the temps aren't too bad it's it's you know just a light rain jacket and a sweater underneath is all you need but uh you know i'm used to it you know rain coover is what we call it half the time so yeah i could see that i could see that yeah rain coover also i just want to point out you got your spoken tobacco shirt on tonight thank you um you know it, it is mandatory for the staff to wear there shirts uh, except for me yeah i get to do if, what i want if not um, if not it's 15 lashings that's right that's right and uh we we make coop do it for us we we, we sub it out we it, we uh you know he's uh we keep him on retainer you know for punishment duty um but i do like how you 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 stayed on on kind of we have two different brands technically with us tonight and we'll get into that in a second but you got all saints with you and you got the red which matches your background which also kind of goes with the black you're very color coordinated tonight is what i'm getting at you're just you're very you know, you're on point. I really felt this out. You really did. Really this out. It looks and great look on it, camera. When we get when we get to the cigar, it will be even more on point. Well, you already gave it away because you already brought it into the frame. So I mean, you well, might as well just you know maybe someone there. didn't see it, but yeah. Yeah, now look at him. Look at him. Like a whole cigar like this. Like oh yeah, you can't see what I'm talking about. Nobody knows. I think people one of my know. favorites. I think people know Mitchell. I think I think one they of my know. favorites. I know it's one of your favorites. You know, you're very you're very high on that cigar. You know, this yeah. this cigar in its, it's in its well in its robusto format, it was the number two cigar of the year, aka the Ricky Bobby Award in twenty one, I wanna say. In twenty one. So yeah, I think it was you know, well deserved. You know. Well deserved. Well deserved. Well deserved. It was number two. And one of the guests tonight will will not let you forget about that too. <laughs> you know? Um, you know, usually people call when they get a shitty review. People call when their cigars don't make the list, and they go, "Why was not my cigar not on the list? I thought it was a great cigar." Half Wheel gave it, you know, yada yada yada. Why is it not on your list? But you know, usually people don't call about number two. People called about number two that year, and uh, but I enjoy it though because it was it was it was done in good faith, and it was it was a lot of fun. Um, and we're still talking about it two years later. So, you know, great cigar. I, it is. It's a fantastic cigar. It is. It is. It's great. You know. It's just, you know, I just, I feel guilty not giving it a number one now. I mean, I guess, you know, but <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into more of that in a minute. Let's bring these guys on. These are two guys that on a personal level and on a business level, I love and respect very much. Um, 
I've known them for several years now and uh, excited to have them on our shows as always. This is the first time they've been here together, and there's a reason for that. I'm going to tell you all about it. But please welcome back to the Smoking Tobacco Show both Mr. Dan Thompson of McAuliffe Cigars and Mickey Pegg of All Saints Cigars. Gentlemen, how are you? What's going on? You know, just hanging out, having some cigars. Dan Thompson, how are you? So I'm doing great. I'm, oh. How's that smoking tobacco team? We are. Uh, we're cranking away. We're cranking away. You know, uh, pe- people are people are used to seeing you guys in the comments. You know, and now they now they get to see your actual your actual faces dishing it out. Yep. Dishing it out. We can talk faster than we can type. You got a lot of accents on this show. We'll we'll comment on the thing and then we'll text each other on the side. <laughs> there you go. Before we and we still do it. So it's. Uh, Mickey, no, Dan's a, mix it up. Dan's a very loyal follower of both of the shows, but especially the Spare Note show. And I love every time we sign on and I'm like, wait, this, look, I love everyone that watches the show, okay? And I respect everyone who does and gives us the time. I really do. However, I mean, obviously there's people who we're, you know, we're close with and we get a little extra excited. And uh, Dan's one of those people. And every week I wait. I'm like, okay, where? I haven't seen Dan Thompson yet. And then I see Dan Thompson show out throw out that texas howdy and i go there he is there's dan thompson there he is he's here and i get all excited <laughs> so it's, it, it's funny. a great time on saturday evening oh yeah oh yeah it went back this week so get ready buckle up <laughs> so it's funny you talk about spare notes because i was thinking about dan showed me a text a, a while ago and all this stuff the arc of our offline relationship when we're going online was when I was hauling ass. I just had, I just did that. Uh, I actually, I'm doing it this Saturday. The Club Puros guys in Charlotte. I did that and I had to drive from Charlotte all the way back home. And by the time I got home, the spare notes were on. And I immediately, I came home and I was still hyped. It's hard for me to sleep. I did not sleep last night at all, by the way. Uh, just just because this is such an exciting thing we're doing. And we got on spare notes that night. I don't know if you remember that. And I called you, Matt. After mm-hmm. I was talking to you, after you guys went online, I was talking to Dan for like freaking 3 o'clock in the morning. Well, that's right, because I got off the phone with you about 3 in the morning. I was like, Mickey, yeah, I got to go. Yeah, I talking to Dan. <laughs> I called him and he answered the phone. And if you ever want to get Dan on the phone, you call him at 3 o'clock in the morning. Hey, Mickey, what are we going to talk about now? So, uh, hey, Mickey. Have you seen my beautiful locks of hair? Uh, no, but it was, it was funny. I think that was an arc when it's like, even though we hadn't spent a lot of time belly to belly or shoulder to shoulder, uh, that there was some kind of openness that happened. Um, I, I don't want to get ahead, but that, that that's it's funny that you brought you brought up that spare notes. So, well, yeah, I mean, you, I bringing people day? together. I remember that day because we you talking, we were talking two o'clock in the morning. You we finished the show at like just before twelve, right around twelve, and then I was talking with Coop, and then and I had I, lunch with Coop that day. You he did. You did. I remember that. And then you called me and I said, Coop, I got to go. Mickey's calling me. And then I sat here and I was working on that episode and I was getting everything out and we were talking. And then I just kind of was like, I'm going to light another cigar. And then I just kind of sat back and relaxed while we chatted. Before I knew it, I was like, Dan, I was like, Mickey, 
it's like 3.15 in the morning, and you were like, no way, we've been on here for three hours? And I was like, yeah. And you were like, I gotta, we got to go. And I was like, yeah, I got to go to bed. <laughs> and I let you go, and then apparently you called Dan Thompson <laughs> and another three-hour conversation. <laughs> I don't know it was that late. Yeah, it was, uh... <laughs> oh, it was that late. It was that late. And I think after you got home and you were watching the show, and by the time you called me, I think you had a couple of bourbons, so you were uh, you were having a good time. <laughs> no, stop it. <laughs> oh man. I like to have fun. I like to have fun. But yeah, no, the Spare Note show is back this week for those who are keeping track. It is an, a bi-weekly show, so it is back this week. Uh Kevin is out. Kevin will be uh unavailable. He's traveling, he's having some some time with Barbara, his wife. Uh so it'll just be me and Coop. Uh Mitchell also can't make it, so it's just going to be the dynamic duo, the original duo once again. Uh, this Saturday night, 9 p.m. Eastern. Don't miss that show. Um, another Coop, Coop will have more time to uh, to dole out his beefs of the week. Yeah, Coop's working on his 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 gripes of the week right now. You know, because usually it's <laughs> see Dan laughs because Dan knows every week. Is, yeah, yeah. Okay, I have something I want to say, and I'm like, oh, here we go. Let's see what it is now. <laughs> Pull up a chair and listen to Uncle Coop. That's right. That's right. Last week it was usually, it was uh, usually uh, good points. Well, last week, or well, the last episode, I should say, his his big thing was um, uh, the packaging at uh, on the mm. Sancho Panza that that General's doing, and he was he the was like, no, that's Boofy, that's, that's Boofy. I know, I know, Boofy did it, but it's you know part of the General Cigar umbrella, and it was a whole discussion. Oh yeah, on, on I, under- I understand his beef, how. Yeah, watch the show. He has good points. Watch the you show. Know, We're not going to rehash it now. We got two gentlemen on yeah, here. That, yeah, yeah. They didn't I, come I for that. You, I, I, I absolutely love and adore Coop, but cigar media or cigar editorials. He's more of an editorial guy. Yeah, <laughs> I, and and I think he, he. Yeah, I don't know, yeah, Mickey. I'll take the other side of no, this. No, I one. pretty much nailed it. You got to get the scoop with Coop. <laughs> he does always have the scoop. He does. He does have the scoop. You know how I know that? Because he, you know, I, you know, I, and I shouldn't say this publicly because you know I don't want to. <laughs> but that, I, what I, I'll just, I'll just remove some names. But I know who the people are. He, he gossips with the same like three people every day. So, <laughs> hey, uh, he'll call me. Hey, yeah, yeah. What, what, what are you hearing? You know, I, I got, I got a little something, something. I, I was talking to Hungry and uh, you know, he, he got, uh, I heard, uh, you know, this is uh, through the grapevine, uh, you know, and, uh, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, really? And I'll be like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta keep your, <laughs> he's gotta always keep your got the Yeah, he's always got the scoop. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, you know, Coop's in the know. You know, we can give him a hard time because we love him, but Coop. You know, Coop don't fuck around. <laughs> you know, he, he knows what's going on. So you got to give him that. You really do because he, he, he is on top of his shit. Um, and you got to respect it too because it's it's not easy to do that. Um, Jay Davis Jay, is here Jay, with us. All right, well, then put it in order, Jay. I, 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 I'm, I can call you. I'll, I'll take an order. Three very sexy <laughs> men and a new father. All right, Jay. So uh, I guess I won't be placing orders with you anymore. Uh, <laughs> just joking. <laughs> Jay knows I can't. I can't pull that card because I, I need him too much. <laughs> William Cooper and I don't gossip at no rumors. Ah, uh, see, I, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Don't, don't be. Uh, Jay don't let. Gossip. Don't, don't, don't let your nose That's grow good. over there, Pinocchio. Um, <laughs> wow, we're throwing stones, 
10 minutes in. Oh, I know. I told you I'm so excited for this week. I don't I, I, just, I don't know. I'm, just, I'm very excited for this show. Um, you're excited to smoke a cigar and not change a diaper. That's yeah, 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 yeah. That's very, very true. This is my undivided time. You know, I mean. This boy, is... boy, it was, it was like, uh, better, what was the movie? Uh, with Rodney Dangerfield. Uh, boy, boy, you don't lie to me. You lie to girls. You know, when he told his dad that he was on the diving team. Yeah. The trainer for uh, back to school. Back to school. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. I saw that many moons ago. Probably what, not uh, as old. What, what are we smoking, though? What are we getting mm. to here? Merkel. Thank you. The Canadian's here. He's keeping us on track. Well, first of all, if you... now I lost Mitchell. Where the fuck did he go? There he is. Uh, if you head over to the number two guys cigars.com, you'll find a great selection of cigars and cigar accessories from the cigar industry, including both of the brands that are being represented here tonight, from All Saints Cigars and McAuliffe Cigars. Uh, I am smoking the All Saints St. Francis Miter. Beautiful cigar, fantastic cigar. Mitchell, I think you have something similar over there, don't you? I'm also smoking huh. the Miter. And like I said, color-coordinated, black and red. I know. Black and red. It's, you know, it's all it's all coming together here. Told you, you're on point. It looks good. Dan Thompson. You're smoking a McAuliffe. I know that. What McAuliffe are you smoking? Oh, is that the I new? I am smoking the Leyenda. Oh, let me see if I can turn that around and make the band work right. I don't know if you've had a Leyenda, the legend. I've had the Leyenda. It's a great cigar. In fact, it's one of my favorite McAuliffe's. Although. And this year we brought Toro and Robusto to the market and they are selling like hotcakes. Toro's good. I really like the Toro. I don't think I had the Robusto yet. Um, but I will say. Um, they were my favorite Macau cigar for a time, but they have <laughs> since they have since been knocked off that pedestal by my other cigar that I have ready for me right here. Right there, rated ninety-one at SmokingTobacco.com by Kevin A. That's Conn. right. That's right. Don't forget it. That's right, Coop. I said it again. Um, and then of course that leaves Mickey Peg. Mickey, what are we smoking? Well, I'm smoking two. I'm smoking a black. Oh, you smoking a black? Ooh, that. What size though? Yeah, what you know, size? I like. To, I, you know, I like to get into it early. Let's get the size the, debate the, in and, and done the with. Five by sixty-two. <laughs> okay. You know, one typo Go among on. friends, Mickey. One typo among friends. You didn't have to tell him what the fucking details were. No, I'm a, I'm a, Ken and I are like in a competition for transparency. <laughs> <laughs> I per, I personally like the Robusto. Um, other people. You like Robusto better than Toro? You know, I think in in general, I I tend to lean towards Robusto in most sizes. I think it might just be like a climate thing as well as like a time frame thing for me. Um, I, I enjoy the flavor profile, and sometimes with Toros, I find the, the final third, because they are a little bit longer, the final third becomes a bit overpowering for me, where the Robusto, you get a bit more of that middle ground of the flavor profile. It, do, it doesn't ramp up as much as the Toro. But well, on the other hand, that's why other people like it, is because you do get that fuller flavor from the Toro. Um, but that's just me. Oh, so I just want to clarify this from your observation. And Mitch, you know I love you. Are you Canadian or French Canadian? I want to know how much I, I want to dislike you. 
<laughs> I am Canadian, but I I speak French. But I'm on the I'm on the far almost the farthest away you can get from French Canada possible. I'm on the farthest west side of Canada. I think all Canada is beautiful. Do you? I forget. Do you where, speak any Chinese? Is amazing. Me? Mm -hmm. No, I don't. I don't speak. I, I don't speak. Uh, I don't or speak Italian. I'm, ha I'm half Chinese, half Italian. I I used to speak Italian. I can read. I knew Italian. it was. I knew it was one of them. I knew you Speaking spoke of one of. Will, Charlie doesn't speak Japanese either. By the way, as smart as he is, he's half Japanese. Ah, oh, see. I didn't it's, know it's that. It's hard, man. Those Asian yeah. languages are hard. Well, I just played like one day. We're like the one we're, we're sitting at uh, one of the shows, and I go, "So what are you?" <laughs> that's how you asked him i get and, yeah, and i know charlie so i know charlie sat there like this no he didn't like charlie's the ball buster obviously yeah yeah definitely he's good at it though he's very <laughs> subtle about it manure. or dry about uh, it i should say no. dude i love charlie. i like him you know i don't agree with a lot of shit he says but you know hey He's got balls, kid. You know, you he does. Know? He's, uh, you know, I, I, I said it before. Like, I, I have a lot of respect for Charlie. I, I, I like Charlie a lot, and Brooks and Badrick and all the guys over there. You know, they're great guys. Um, Matt, you know what I always notice about you? What? You like a lot of people, but you put a butt in there. What's your mm, butt with? Them? I got no butt with them. I really have What's no butt, butt with them. They've always been no. good to me. I, I would say I, I know that there's a lot of people that don't like what they say sometimes, but. You know, I also am in the same seat nah. as them, so I I get it. Like I'm I, I'm on their side because you know I'm on this side of the table with them. So the people that have a problem <laughs> with the way they talk and the way they say things, I think need to reevaluate themselves. That's all. Yeah, I mean, you know, you got to call it how it is. I mean, I look, I'm no I'm no stranger to calling people out. Of, you know, Dan watches spare notes. He knows I I call people out, but I'm also like I'm not just a guy though that will sit here and just be let's say everyone's good. Like if there's an issue, like I'm gonna be honest about. It. That's my job, right? You know, I I don't want to be known as the guy who just everything's good all the time. If something's not nice or if something's not good or if someone does something to right. us or it's like hey, like I'm just gonna I'm gonna call out. And that's you know, and that's the speaks to the integrity of true journalism in the media. Um, it, it can't always be sunshine and rainbows. And, you know, unfortunately, when those times happen, some people get upset. But, you know, I think honesty speaks volumes sometimes, regardless of whether it's positive or negative. It's it's the honesty that counts. So uh, that's just kind of how I live my life. And I think that's how a lot of the guys in the media live their life. And it's kind of the right move to make. Now, there's Definitely. also there's also a degree of how far you take things sometimes. That's a whole other thing. But I won't get into that. Hey, Matt. What's what, up? Uh, what did we light and cut our cigars with tonight? I'm really happy that you asked that question, Mitchell, because this is also one of my favorite things about doing this show is I get to talk about some of my favorite products, and I don't know why it keeps taking you off of the screen. It drives me nuts. <laughs> but tonight, we are cutting and lighting our cigars, and always, not just tonight, always cutting and lighting our cigars with accessories from ST DuPont, featuring the new Defi Extreme in Petrol Blue, this is a matte finish. This is a brand new finish and color scheme to the market. This just came out. Beautiful lighter. Uh, twin jet flames pointed towards each other for that pinpoint precision. And then, of course, I have my favorite ST DuPont cutter that also doubles as a cigar stand that you can put your cigar on on the table. Uh, only from ST DuPont. Be exceptional. Some of the best accessories in the game. Can't beat them. Can't beat them. Can't beat them. That's right. Um, 
let me just uh, let me bring this back here really quickly. I don't want to cut off Dan. We don't normally have four people on here, so I'm trying to trying to minimize the stuff that's over you and Dan at the bottom there because I don't I want people to see your beautiful faces. Well, I take up the space of three people. I'm sorry about that. That's okay. <laughs> that's okay. I'm trying to minimize the cover up on Dan down there in the corner with the the banner. So. Um, made it a little smaller. Hopefully that helps. Um, but now we can actually get to our conversation of the show. Um, earlier this year, you guys announced, and I'm, when I say that, I mean McAuliffe Cigars and All Saints Cigars, your respective companies. You guys announced that you would be combining your sales team and that Mickey would be um, in charge of that sales team and overseeing that. And your companies would still run independently. This wasn't a merger. This wasn't a buyout. This was a two separate entities that were going to work together to, excuse me, uh, work together to bring a unified sales team that supports both brands, but both brands will operate independently. Now, the only other situation like that that comes to my mind right away is something very similar to the way that the Newmans and the Fuentes operate, where they have a pretty much a combined sales team that on the road except everybody's heard of the Fuentes and the new ones. <laughs> sure. That's a good point. That's a good point. We could be that lucky, they, right, Mickey? They yeah. only have they only have like a couple of years on you though in the in, in the industry. Like about, 100, a about 110. <laughs> <laughs> they got some years on you. But no, but I mean seriously though, I mean that they have that kind of uh situation going on where they have the reps that on the road they they sell both brands, but those companies still operate independently. I know JC is does distribution as well for both brands, but uh, they still operate as two separate companies at the end of the day in terms of you know their revenue and all of that. So uh, you guys have a very similar model here, and uh, it's been really cool to watch. And you know, you guys are two guys I, I really love and adore. Uh, two brands I think that are are smaller brands that are, are rapidly growing and on the rise, doing a lot of great things. So you guys are kind of riding that wave together which is also fun to see too so uh dan i'm gonna i'm gonna start with you and then mickey i'll let you kind of jump in after but you know dan you know tell us a little bit about you know when 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 did this kind of idea come about that you guys were thinking about hey like we should kind of join forces and get together well M mickey was talking earlier in the show it, it literally came after a spare notes when we we got to meet each other and virtually and started uh, talking back and forth. Mickey was kind enough to visit us in Texas. And as we talked about our businesses, I was asking his advice. Uh, he certainly has more uh, expertise and length in the industry. And uh, you're crazy if you can't learn from your friends. And as we began talking about the things that both companies wanted to accomplish, just a lot of possibilities began to open up. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll let Mickey give his perspective. Absolutely. No, that was it. It was, uh, it, it was like my first virtual friend. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, to be fair, that's how Carney and I became friends. We met, we, we chatted on social media for a while. Then I finally met him at an event and he's like, oh yeah, we chat online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. COVID <laughs> happened like six months later. And we were virtual yeah, with each like other others. every day, and we were doing lives and stuff like that. And then Carney came up with the concept of the That's show, and now here we are. <laughs> so uh, virtual <laughs> friendships usually lead to good things. I'll say that. <laughs> well, you, you get to pre-test it before you uh, – we, 
we already went through a lot of the precursors before that, right? So yeah, I, I think I, I think the most I think the most interesting thing was, uh, I think the funniest thing was somebody said to me, Mickey, you put teams together before. What a great, what a smart idea that you came up with. And I'm like, no, this was Dan. You know, uh, Dan comes from a very astute background. Um, from a corporate structure and uh, with a big passion for cigars. And somebody said today, how do you turn passion into purpose or something like that? I, I don't know. I heard a great quote. It was so good. I forgot it. Um, but, you know, it, it was just, it was just, we had, you know, our vernacular is a little bit the same. I'm a little rougher around the edges. You know, I grew up in Daytona Beach, right down the street. Um, uh, but we were just talking about our thing, and the funny thing is, my observation of our conversation was us just trying to get better at how we can get a solution for each other, for my team and his team. And Dan's the one that identified, said, "Hey, you have a gap. We have a gap. Our gaps aren't the same." So how do we backfill this and put that together, fill these chasms? And uh, that's not the terminology used, but it was uh, that. Yeah. So, you know, it's like when I talk to the sales guys, I talk about awareness, awareness, awareness. So I think I'm pretty good at math. And Frank Leo, my partner, proves me wrong. And I think I'm pretty good at awareness. And Dan proves me wrong. So... I hate to put a negative word into a positive kind of conversation or piece, but uh, that's it. You know, that's, uh, and, you know, I hate to use a military term, but, you know, someone's got your six. I mean, it's like, I'm strong here, I'm strong here, let's do this, and let's put this analysis together. You know, it's like I always say about my, me and my wife, we're 50-50. 50-50 means I'm 70% better in one thing, so that's my job to take that. My wife is 70% better at another thing. It's her job to take that lead. Or, um, so that's 50 and I, I think that's just going on right now. Oh, we've had heated conversations, and what I love about it is like a locker room. And fucking Amanda, too. Oh. Dude, Amanda's here watching too. Don't so. fuck, don't fuck with um, Please, if you if you don't have Kevlar, don't fuck with her. Um, no, but you know, it's one, and that that's my observation, Dan. I don't know. I mean, we literally are getting out of a, of a weird kind of conversation or, or a stiff conversation. Like, all right, can we just get through this and get to the more important stuff. So. You know, that's uh, that's my observation. I don't know, Dan. What do you think? You know, when you have somebody that's that's working beside you, like Mickey said, they have your back. There's 100% trust and confidence. And they do what they say they're going to do. Mickey and Frank have been dream partners in that way. They play a team role in their business. Amanda and I, we have our areas in our business. And, and together, the four of us have really worked hard. And Mickey has taken the last, I don't know, 45 days since we really started operationalizing and has hustled all over the country, working with the 
the people on the McAuliffe team helping with the All Saints, um, how we look at their products, position their products, brings back great solutions on how we can position our products together. It's been an incredible 45 days and we're just barely getting warmed up. That's what's so exciting. Yeah, I would I would say, you know, it's um, it's still new, but it's been exciting to watch so far. You know, you mentioned 45 days. That's in the grand scheme. That's not a lot of time, but at the same time, it can be, you know, especially in the beginning of a new venture that that first period or whatever, you know, when you really hit I the ground. I think it's 75 days. Is it 45? I was thinking about since we got you announced and, and, and started leading. We've definitely been oh, we've working on this for longer than 45 days. If but I see um, spreadsheet, I'm gonna fucking punch my own throat. <laughs> Mickey's yeah, all fired up tonight. You've done is amazing. <laughs> no, I love spreadsheets. That's the thing. That's where Dan and I get along. Well, uh, no, more than just that. You but, guys bonded yeah. over spreadsheets like Excel. Yeah. <laughs> you know what KPI stands for? Hey, whatever it does for you. What'd you say, Mickey? You know what KPI stands for? I should, but I don't. Kill people instead. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Damn. Who pissed in your Cheerios today? <laughs> no, you've got to realize how hard the situation for Mickey to come in and meet our whole team and travel with our team and look at opportunities on how we can better skill ourselves as, as, an, as a McAuliffe sales team selling his product. It, it's been a tremendous I amount of work. With two portfolios, Dan. Yeah, it, now it's a single sales team. What was a, a McAuliffe is now a unified team. Yes. And to be able to do that work while we were doing our open house, you know, we had a lot of moving pieces. It's just great to, to be back selling, working with brick and mortars all over the country, the events. We've brought on a new seller. He's, he's doing great. It's, it's just incredibly exciting what we're able to do together. Now, with this, obviously, Mickey was using brokers before. Is there any brokers at all in the picture now? Or has that fully, that like format fully been dropped and you're going full in house McAuliffe team? So, so Mitchell, well, that's a really hard my to thing be... would freeze. Uh, so, so in house only would be very difficult to cover yeah. an entire country. And so at McAuliffe, we didn't have any brokers. And in this unified sales model that Mickey's brought together with this, we're getting the best of both worlds. And I'm not saying that we're 100% fully charged up using the best of both models yet, but with Mickey's expertise and the contacts that he has in the country, it's a, it's a game changer for us to, to have better coverage. For sure. Yeah, I mean, I have to say, you know, it's it, when, it, when I first heard about it, I'm like, well, this is very different and Interesting. I don't know why, but it's I was not like, as much as you think it is. "What'd you say?" It really is. It's not as much as you think it is. So I think. Well, and I think as time has gone on, and I've watched you guys like integrate together, I'm like, "Oh, okay." Think you know this. This makes a lot of sense, and um, you know, I, I can see, I can see, I can see where you guys are trying to go with it, and where you're trying to be, and um, you know, but but in the beginning, I was like, "Oh, this is interesting." But I also, when I read the two names, it was like McAuliffe and All Saints. I'm like, I know both those guys, and I don't know why. I was just like, 
oh, that's random that those two got together. <laughs> like, I mean, not that that was bad, but I was like, It wasn't, huh. Britt. Yeah, I guess it was. Like, it caught me off guard. So I, I, I was just going in for a free shot of whiskey. And, uh, <laughs> one of the I think he's just here for the free samples. Girls in yeah. the world. And, uh, no, and, uh, and I, who would I keep uh, comparing Amanda to uh, from Yellowstone? Uh, I still haven't seen that. Beth, whatever. Beth, yeah. So, yeah. you know, I, I, I just think it was just, I was just like, all right, our, our industry is so fucking awesome that I could drive an extra 45 minutes out to Weatherford and have a conversation. Because I always want to see how HQ goes. And then, I don't know, like, Dan plays the all-shucks guy. Uh, but as soon as we get there, before he would show me the cigar thing, he takes me over to J-Mac. And I don't know if he knew my family background or not. And I'm sitting there, and I got silicone balls going on, playing and going on. I'm seeing... Freaking presses from like 1692 up to like the presses that are even, and I'm being melodramatic. And I was just like, I was so freaking geeked out by like the tool and die and all that other stuff. It was just a, it was just an amazing experience. And, you know, that, I think that, um, hey, listen, so when you go back, you know, Rocky Patel stayed at my, you know, my relationship with Rocky, stayed at my house when we were going through all this, uh, you know, a lot of these tax situations before when I left the industry a while ago. But it's just, I don't know. There's just something about fucking Dan, you know? There's something about Mary, and there's something about Dan. So, Matt, you know, it surprises me. It's, uh, we're both two companies that were dynamically growing. And it's a tough world right now. Like all of your sales expenses are higher being on the road. I mean, it, it, is, a, it is a difficult <laughs> environment. Being able to do it together with somebody else makes all the difference in the world. Yeah. You know, why wouldn't you want to, to surround yourself with people who can just accelerate trajectory? And because both of us are young companies, it made perfect sense. Yeah. And it's playing out now. I mean, we can see it in the numbers already starting to happen. We, we walk, I, I walked out of that, let's go to see headquarters because I go to headquarters all the time. With all, you know, like, I've been very fortunate to make friends with a lot of people in the industry. And I didn't think about anything. And I get this freaking call from Dan. And I'm like, ah, yeah. and I, I'm, I don't think anything of it. We talk, if we have time, we pick up the phone, we're not, whatever. He goes, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And I'm like, and I'm in a car. I can't even, I'm like, uh, my head's a little scrambled. And I go, well, how'd that look? He goes, I'll got something. I'll put it together. <laughs> and then, yeah, that, that was it. You know, that, and that was one of the things I said in the beginning, too, is, you know, you guys are both younger brands that are on the rise, on the, you know, McAuliffe, you know, Dan, we've talked over the years. I mean, you guys have made a lot of changes, both with, you know, you've rebranded, you've repackaged, you've come out with some new stuff. You came out with the black, which I honestly think is the best cigar you guys have made to date. Thank um, you. Not being, uh, that's, you know, the honest truth. Uh, great cigar. Uh, Mickey, same with you. I mean, you have done, the one thing I like about you is that, you know, you've you got a decent amount of SKUs. you got some great cigars. They're all really great, to be honest. You too. Thank you. You've, uh, you, you, you've been, 
good about not flooding with just new stuff, new stuff, new stuff. I know we were talking about you like, yeah, you know, we got what we want and we want to work with it now. And, you know, you can have what you have. And uh, um, stop you for one second. And yeah. Finish. That's Dan is deflooding stuff that he inherited. Yeah. Well, so if that makes any sense. Well, yeah, they, I mean, they, they, they. I'll talk about what I think about where we were a year ago, but yeah, go ahead. They've kind of done the same thing. I mean, when you look at you know just McCallum stuff alone, I mean, I remember a few years ago, Dan, you know, you guys shut down the bold line and just focused on your legacy brands, which I thought was we, a good move and very important for you. Matt, it was so important. We, we cut our portfolio in half and we focused on what we can manufacture in our facility in Nicaragua. Yeah. And it took us three years to go from the fields of growing the tobaccos. And that's why we have the black cigar now. You know, and we're not stopping there, but it's going to be very judicious, just like Mickey's done. You, you pick and choose your shots very carefully, where before we just we had too many options out and we couldn't focus. But and Dan, in all fairness, you inherited that. I did, but I take responsibility no, for the whole. No, no disrespect yeah. to Mr. McCown. Yeah. You know, no, I mean, it's just, and, and the reality is he was solving a different problem at that time. There was a concern about predicates. Would you have enough predicates? And today we don't, thank goodness, that if you don't get a great job, we don't have to worry about that. So it's really allowed us to operate in a, a much more free environment like we'd all like to do. So for everybody that's on video right now watching this, I want to ask you a question. Now take a deep, deep look at Dan Thompson. And did anybody ever see Pulp Fiction? Yes. That's the fucking wolf right there, buddy. <laughs> that is the Harvey Cocktail of cigars right there. The wolf. He's the cleanup guy. Yeah. Call him in when you need a favor. That's right. He'll get it done. I'm flattered by that. Thank you. But what I learned is you've also got to make life lifeline calls to your friends across the industry. So Mickey's part of that team too. Yeah, I, I can, I can see that he, I think he knows what he's doing, you know, most of the time, <laughs> you know, he's all right. I think for, you know, he said, it be, he said it best earlier. Like, you you what said, did you, what did I say? Mickey, you said it best earlier. You know, when you said Frank Leo was the reins of the operation, I, that, that's probably the most truthful thing you've said all night. You know. Wait, there's no <laughs> way I'm saying Frank Leo's a brain in the operation. I got, I got, I got, I, I got to stick out for my man Frank. Keep his self, <laughs> I tell him that to keep his self-esteem high. Oh man. Now I, I have an interesting question. Um, you know, obviously, like you mentioned, it's been a bit over a month. Well, approaching two months of working together. Um, and you know, again, when when the announcement came out, the surprise I think is because. Uh, you know, obviously Mickey and Dan, you guys have both been on podcasts, you've talked and stuff like that. And even just like your demeanors, the way you talked, what you talk about seems to be very different. And also that makes sense now in terms of filling in the gaps, right? You kind of complement each other, but obviously you've got to know each other a bit more throughout these last few months. What has been like a surprising thing that you were just like taken aback from, whether it's business or personal relations, um, that uh, that you've learned about each other, uh, Mickey. You can you can start first uh, about Dan. How hot and how sweet his wife is. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> he had that one ready to go. There you go. <laughs> no, I didn't. Damn. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, 
like I learned Dan's observations and awareness before I learned his resume. And I think that had a lot of help behind that. Um, like I grew up obviously in Crackertown, right down the street here in Florida. And it's like, um, you don't have to go to college. You don't have to go all this to be smart or cute or whatever. And usually it's, you know, like a couple of degrees that we got, like they don't know how to translate that shit to people. So I don't, I don't know. I, I just, Dan's a guy that reminds me of a guy that we're in the locker room or something and busting balls and we get heated on a couple of things and then we're like, all right, all right, we done with this. Can we just move on to something else? You know what I mean? So it's like, I love that. And nobody's pussy gets hurt, you know? And, you know, I'm sorry. But it's like, you know, it's, you know. It's, I think that's where my fascination of, of and his beautiful locks of hair. Uh, but... Uh, he does have a good flow going. You can't take yeah, that away. That's a very important so, thing. I, I, I don't know. And, you know, and, and it's funny because my wife said, well, you guys are in your honeymoon. I'm like, honey, we're still courting. We signed the prenups early. We're still courting. And if it's this good while we're courting, and we've already signed the prenups, there's nothing but positive growth for everybody. That's why I don't know. That's the only analogy I have. I'm sorry. No. Yeah, what about, what about you, point. Dan? What is what is something surprising that you just would have never expected from Mickey? Uh, you know, obviously, before you, before you got to meet him. I think I think that there's two things that were leading indicators that were very important. And I'll tell you the surprise. The first leading indicator was that he had a work ethic. The man knows how to work. He drives hard, he works hard. And if you're thinking about doing something with somebody, you want to be yoked equally. And uh, in addition to Mickey, you have Frank, and, and that's a team that knows how to work hard. So that was like a great leading indicator. The second side was somebody that's happily married, you know, three beautiful daughters. Those are things when you see people that are happily married and their family's doing well, you're thinking, okay, there's a good sense of stability. He may he may burn the candle on both ends and work very hard. He knows how to play hard and he knows how to take care of his family. And to me, those are very important when you think about who you want to work with, especially over an extended period of time. Now, the thing that surprised me is I knew looking new a lot about building sales organizations and selling cigars. He knew a lot about business in general. What I didn't realize is that he's been working on the cigar blends that he's brought to market for nearly 20 years. And he's got a little black book. It's probably yeah, right it's at home. Uh, you know, uh, I, I, could, I, I got so scared to travel with that thing. I, I actually, it's at home. Did you lock it up finally? Yeah, no, I didn't lock it up, but I have a digital version. But Mitchell, it, it, it was amazing watching him as we were talking through the, you know, technical aspects of our cigars. You know, I thought that I was meeting a person who was a great business person and really knew how to sell. And I didn't realize that there was this whole layer of depth. And, you know, the All Saints cigar story, I mean, it's just emerging. You're starting to see it the last couple of years. But this is something that Mickey 
has been working on for years and years and years, actually decades. And that that's where the fruit of his great cigars are coming from. And I think that people know that Mickey's a lot of fun and a good guy to hang out with. I don't know that they recognize the depth of his tobacco story and what he's trying to accomplish. And it's badass. Yeah, I mean, before All Saints, I mean, you know, Mickey, you you would you have been in the industry in a couple different spots. You know, most notably probably at CAO. Uh, I know you were Davidoff for a little bit, and then before that you were in retail. You know, and then you kind of yeah were out of the industry for a little bit, and then you came back with All Saints. I mean, you've you've been doing this for a little while as well. Um, I was out for a hot minute. I think the the neatest thing is listen, attrition fucking blows, right? And sometimes when you have attrition and and you look back on a person that's not a part of your program anymore, you're like, hey, they're in a better place for them. That's great. I was very fortunate in my growth in the cigar industry at an early age. Now I'm just another old guy selling cigars. Um, Was that if I left one business card for another business card, there was an acceleration moment that happened, right? So, uh, I think that, I mean, that was Georgetown Tobacco when they were a top 20 in, in the world. They're not, they're not even in the vicinity. Dave knows that. He just turned 87 the other day. Um, and then I go to Davidoff to help them go from a broker to a direct sales force. Then I go to CAO, and then I'm national sales manager, VP of sales on the blending team. Well, they are a family organization. They become not family organization. I take a step back, and I get frustrated to come back in as an owner. Now, I will tell you, so if you look at me and what I am doing right now in the SCAR world, from an all-state state, all-state all-state all state, 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 keep it out of the gutters, whatever. state, all state, all state, all state, all state, all state, I know it happens from the time it gets from the nursery to the finca to the various uh, what we call fermentation or aging to make it easy for the consumer, you know, to the pre-industry, which happens just before it goes to the factory. Everybody thinks everything happens, all the magic happens in the factory, it happens in the pre-industry. Like, um, you know, but, and then the sales side. Two, and that's uh, and that's where I have a little brain equity. I think with Dan and Amanda. Uh, when I say Dan and Amanda, I'm saying this for Cal. I, mean, I mean, he has so much trust and unbelievable in Dan and, uh, and Amanda. So, you know, from that standpoint, it's um, just make the right decisions, do the right things. So. Uh, our, the Macau factory, the best I can do is cry bullshit if something is said. Because I work out of a factory that has five million cigars. I'm a portion of that. 
I'm not even near five million. And I don't want to be done with camping. Um, we're mostly a box press. And that factory that's going on, and there, there's this little hidden jewel and gem that's attached to the Macau portfolio that nobody really knows. And it's got Allen um, that's there and just dissecting this stuff. This guy is the quietest son of a bitch in the world. He's like Brew Baker. But he knows everything that's going on. Right? So. And he's juggling raw materials, perfect materials, and then I don't know. You got to talk to Dan about the terminology, about that. But from JMac and also the factories down there, so that, that, that from you know, from the cigar standpoint. So yeah, uh, it excites me. I can't wait to go down there in December, and you know, and have these conversations. So it's. Um, you know, I can't speak from a blending standpoint or, or like we like to talk about platoons, right? So platoons are very important. That's that, that that's that bacon effect that I call that. Like, what is a platoon? I call it the bacon effect. If you put the right bacon in anything you cook, it's going to taste great, right? <laughs> and that's what platoons are, right? It's usually so, a good rule of thumb. Was that? I said that's usually a good rule of thumb. Yeah, so uh, you don't have to be a rocket scientist. Yeah, of course. But right now, I'm in full like engagement mode and making sure that we grow as a unified sales force, but also that we grow as a unified company, right? Right. Even though we're we're, we're siloed. So you know, the greatest thing I remember, and Dan, I don't know, you probably had that one professor that told you this. So CEO takes over a company, right? If it's centralized, it's sitting at his desk. He's got two sets of drawers. And if that desk is centralized, he's going to start opening up the pillar doors, the decentralized. If it's decentralized, he's going to centralize it. To be effective from a leadership takeover model, right, Dan? Is that what we were taught? is you have to do the opposite effect to get a direct effect of a good result, right? So, you know, whatever. Well, I think we complement each other. So I like to go out fishing, and, and, and Dan likes to charter the boats. Well, what I was going to say was, you know, Mickey, like you, like I was kind of building towards before, like you've been, you've been around this industry, I think it's safe to say, longer than Dan has. But with Dan's resume, Dan's worked in other industries where he brings his own set of skills and I think that when you put the two together, you can get a good result. I mean, Dan, how long did you work over in the tech industry with Microsoft? I mean, almost 20 years, right? So I, I was 20 years there. And, and you're exactly right. I mean, we've just brought together a diverse leadership team with real expertise, whether it's Amanda in the marketing that she ran, you know, and making movies and whatnot, whether it's Alan Davis, who, who Mickey was just talking about. You know, he's run factories on three different continents. Yeah. So as a team, we are really smart. And a thousand a different group, materials. Oh, yeah. Hundreds of different materials and factories that, you know, the factory across the street from my office from Macau Cigars, we made 69 million units of stuff. So we know how to scale. And together, in our distribution as a unified Start sales team, 
we're also able to take on projects that benefit both companies. And I mean, this may sound like inside baseball and it may be geeky, but, you know, we're looking at how do we do fresh packs for cigars? You know, both of us are in boxes. How do we help our brick and mortars with different packaging? Instead of two businesses having to run to do that separately, we get to do that as a team. And so you bring right. in all the expertise and then we drive it and we can drive our purchasing together or whatever we need to do to drive the best deals so that the people who end up being our end consumers, they get great cigars and great packaging. And, you know, it's just uh, there's a lot to making and packaging a cigar and distributing a cigar. And, uh, you know, 20 years at Microsoft, it's a different kind of complicated in the cigar industry. You know, how long it takes to do something from seed to shelf four or five years. And it really takes some expertise and planning to be able to do that. Having Mickey and learning tips and tricks from the factory that he works out of also. You know, they have some speed that we just don't have yet. So it's, uh, it's exciting to watch and learn. Yeah, you definitely help each other, you know, like Mickey was kind of talking about before. I mean, each have, each of you have your strengths um, that maybe, you know, the other the other person has as a weakness and you help e and vice versa. And then you kind of help each other strengthen each of your weaknesses and sharing what successes that you've each had that maybe helps the other person while also doing it at the same time. And you grow together. Well, it, it benefits both of our companies perfectly. And it allows us to keep a really good focused lens on our business partners who are the brick and mortars, how we support and service them, and the consumers that love our products. And both of us are wired that way. And, and we just, as long as you keep focus and you know that you're serving them and bringing great products to the market. And, you know, with McAuliffe Black, because we worked on it, we were able to bring in a great price point. Together, we can accomplish things like that that are hard to do by yourself. That's very true. You know, you mentioned the price point on the McAuliffe Black, and, um, you know, you can't beat it. And that reminds me that it is time, once again, for... Nick from Scar Pulpit says hi. Hey, what's going on, bro? What's Can't going on? Good to see you. <laughs> where's Gator? Yeah, where's That's Gator? Sorry, what's up? <laughs> That's a good question, and one I'm not answering today. <laughs> <laughs> he, got, he got eaten by a crocodile. Um, but <laughs> as I was saying, it is time once again for McAuliffe News right here on the Smoking Tobacco Show. That's why do I keep? Why did I lose Mitchell? I had already he was already on here, and I lost him. Anyway, it's time for McAuliffe News. Our news is once again brought to you by McAuliffe Cigars, featuring the McAuliffe Black. I have one right here with me. Rated 90. Oh, I dropped it. Rated 91 at SmokingTobacco.com. Don't forget to go and check it out. Go to TwoGuysCigars.com. You can buy it there and enjoy it because it is a blackout. McAuliffe Black. Um, so this week on our news, uh, Mickey, I'm going to ask you really quickly if you could just mute uh, briefly while we, while we read the news. Um, just because we're getting a lot of background. Can I say one thing about the black? Sure, go ahead. Go ahead. So it's funny because the black has such an impact on McAuliffe, and it's this steeple of redirection that's led by Dan and obviously Amanda. Well, let me bring Dan. Uh, in. And we're like, okay, we so we got to talk about this from a penetration standpoint, what we're doing, and. 
at the same time, me and Dan looked at each other because we're always looking at metrics and KPIs and all this stuff. And we go, the blacklist. <laughs> and we were talking about, but we giggled at the same time. We're like, this sounds like McCarthy. <laughs> Dan, you remember that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it was, we're like, we got to watch. Uh, it kind of reminded me of my days in retail when somebody would call because I got in retail early. And they would call and they go, hey, I just got these Cubans. What should I do with them? And I go, get plenty of sunlight and walk three times a day. <laughs> you know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That, it's just, okay. I couldn't let that story. Like, we, like, what else can we call this list besides the blacklist? Blacklist. It's the blacklist. The blacklist? Yeah, I like that. I like that. It's a very healthy list. Yeah. Yeah, something tells me that the McAuliffe Black is going to be involved with some lists if, of its if, own. If, if the McAuliffe Black does not get value brand of the year, it's bullshit. And that's just not because I'm having a love affair with Dan and the company and all that stuff. But when I'm going out there, there's like, there's no, nobody says no. Yeah. No, I, I would agree. I mean, you know, and we had this discussion on Spare Notes last week, you know, when it comes to, you know, between me and Kevin at Smoking Tobacco and then obviously Coop and how he does things on his own website. We, we talked about, uh, Dan, I don't know if you saw that show, but um, if you did, you'd remember we, we had a, a kind of a, a conversation within a conversation and it kind of led to, you know, do does the price, should the price affect a score in a review? And Kevin and I believe that it does and Coop, felt maybe it shouldn't as much. And could be oh, they brought Loomis into that. Yeah. And nobody so, could understand that matrix. So, I mean, for me, it's, you know, you think about how good the McAuliffe Black is, and then when you look at the price point that, you know, what you, you know, all of that, and you get that for, you know, the Toro's 8, and I believe the Robusto 7 MSRP. Uh, so for you know, on that particular cigar that we reviewed was the Toro. It's an $8 cigar. You know, Kevin gave it a 91, which he was very, you know, it's a very earned score. I, I don't want to, you know, I just want people to know it wasn't just handed out. I mean, that would, that was a score that was definitely earned. But you look at the way that that cigar performed, how it tasted, the tobacco quality, all of it. And then after all of that, then you look and you see that it's an $8 cigar. And you put it next to cigars that are very similar to it that are going for 12 to 15 Yeah, that's a win all day, you know, because there's not everyone just has an unlimited budget to buy cigars. I mean, you have... Um, you have people that live on a budget and, you know, a lot of people maybe, you know, can afford to only buy cigars that are $10 or less. So for $8, that's a cigar that's going to give them the same experience of probably a dozen or so cigars I can think of off the top of my head that I'm not going to name, but that I know that are just as good, that are also really good quality, but they also go for like 12 to 15. So, I mean, you're talking about quite a bit of savings there, you know, for the same kind of experience. I think that's a very important thing. So, yeah, I mean, the value of it. For sure, I think it's a, it's, it's a huge well, contributing factor. To this, it. It's another perfect example where opposites can attract. So we're mostly box press. I say we. I'm sorry. All six is mostly box press, and uh, McCallum is mostly round. Uh, the other part of that is with what you just talked about is that that's what we're complementary. You know, so this they're a fully. Them. I, gotta, I gotta get my verbiage down. I'm sorry, Dan. Is that the Macau portfolio is fully integrated outside of a box factor, right? Right. Yeah. Fully right. integrated without a box factor. 
where all states is fully brand owner owned, right? So this is where we can learn and leverage each other's different sides of the perspective when you, when you put it to market. So I think that's a, that's a healthy thing. Can I read the news now? Yeah, sure. Okay. I'm just saying. I got to get to the news. You know, I mean, it's McAuliffe's time to shine. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, you guys are here. I got to do it. <laughs> um, but during featuring featured in McAuliffe, uh, the news brought to you by McAuliffe Cigars, uh, we're actually going to talk about Steve Soccer for a second. Dumbarton Tobacco and Trust updates Sober Mesa packaging and renames the original line. Uh, Steve made a post on Facebook yesterday, two days ago. Um, as he kind of does now to update the people on what he's doing. He doesn't really send out PR anymore, which is fine, which is fine. We can still write the story. Uh, this week, Steve Stock, owner of Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust, once again took to Facebook to announce that DTT has updated the packaging on the Sober Mesa brand and will also be renaming the original line. And um, Steve had said, for nearly three years, I have wanted to reduce the box size from the original 25 count to 13 count to match the Sober Mesa Brulee box format. But because the box maker has been so far behind... Reducing the qual- quantity of the cigars per box was going to exasperate the box delays. However, he has finally caught up w- enough, so we will ring in the new year by making the transition, Steve said. Uh, three of the sizes in Sober Mesa will now become 13-count boxes. However, the only box that will not become a 13-count box will be the Short Churchill, which will remain in its 14-count box, and the new packaging won't appear until 2024. Um they also, Steve had said that they will be renaming the original line. So now it'll be the Sober Mesa Solita, which is Spanish for Little Sun, which Saka says is appropriate to describe its sun-grown Habana wrapper grown in the valleys of Ecuador, which often have cloud cover, hence filtering the sun, which results in its exquisite texture and smooth flavors. Um, you know, Steve's just been on a tear this year with everything he's doing. Um, you know, you want to talk about another, you know, smaller company that is just rapidly on the rise. I mean, no, look no further than Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust. I mean, Steve, uh, certainly, you know, no spring chicken in the industry, but he has uh, been making many moves of his own. And I will also take this opportunity to let you all know that Steve, or remind you, for those who really follow along, Steve will be with us next week on the Smoking Tobacco Show. So a uh, big show coming up next week with Steve coming on. Um, I don't know how long that show will go, but it's Steve, so it could be a long one. Because, you know, Steve likes to talk, and that's fine. Uh, we'll give him all the time he needs. But uh, he's always got a lot to share, so don't miss that show. And make sure you get a couple cigars lined up because it might, it might go on for a while. But anyway, that's our that's our news for the week. That's our story. If you want to read more about it and some of the more finer details that I'm not really going to go into right now on the show, head over to SmokingTobacco.com, the brand new SmokingTobacco.com. You can read more all, more about this over there. Um and let us know if you notice anything that you really enjoy about the new site or that maybe isn't working so well. Because with anything new, there's always bugs. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we obviously do as much play testing as we can through everything, but uh, we can't catch every little thing. So if you guys do notice, just give us a shout. Mitchell, send us a message Mitchell, on Facebook, anything on, on email. I got to tell you, Mitchell, I've been through the site and I think it's the best search page in the industry right now. It is fast and it is good. lightning fast. So thank you for lightning much. fast. Lightning Whole fast, layout yeah. and able to get the articles. It it's really a fantastic upgrade. And thank I, th- I think 
I think we actually it is, I think it is also optimized for mobile as well it now. Is. It is. Whereas previously it wasn't. So again, if it you're, was, but it it wasn't perfect. The, the new website like is optimized fully, for all platforms. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it's much more optimized for mobile. So check it out on your phone, tablet, PC, all of the above. But uh, but yeah. And also, I wanted to mention something about the Silver Mesa. I think that that uh, that move to to actually renaming the original was brilliant i constantly always am like hey have you tried the silver mesa and they go yeah i love it and then you find out that they're talking about the brulee and it's not the original silver mesa and then it's like now there's the brulee blue it's it, it was you know it, it's a huge brand for him but the naming convention was definitely getting to the point of confusion now also a i'm pretty sure an another extension is coming called the wagashi yes which should be releasing soon so again year. even even adding to that uh that naming convention um having an actual name for that og sober mesa is gonna is gonna clarify things a lot in terms of conversation in terms of uh, i'm sure on the back end for him as well so yeah, absolutely. You know, and I think as that line continues to expand, you're right. It does make sense to give that one its own name. You know, Steve had said in, in a quote uh, that describing the original Sober Mace as the old one does not do uh, justice to the Liga, which has remained strong in the market for eight years. Um, yeah. And I, I know what he means by that, too. I mean, I, you know, there's been other cigars and other brands where you're like, oh, uh, that one, you don't really, it doesn't really have its own name or whatever, but it, it kind of, I know what he's getting at, and it's true. And by having its own name can be properly identified, I think will be, you know, a, a good thing, right? Um, but back to the gentlemen that are here with us tonight. We'll talk to Steve about that next week. Um, Dan, I know you mentioned fresh packs. You guys were working on fresh packs together um, to enhance the portfolio. Are, are we talking maybe McAuliffe and All Saints or maybe like a combined fresh pack? Or what, what are we talking there on the fresh Not packs? What I, what I was saying is that when two people come together, two companies integrate Salesforce, there's things that you can do that, that you previously haven't been able. Yeah. You know, an example of that is, is Mickey's really told us from sales perspective, being able to do the fresh packs and then being able to attack that together to learn about the packaging and the options that are out there. And we still have work to do as to how we would package either for our own companies or if we were ever to package together. We haven't answered those questions yet, but it just opens up more doors and opportunities for both of us to better serve people. Yeah, I mean, I because I, I heard you mention that earlier, and I was like, oh, you know, the fresh packs is you know not really a surprise to hear that. That's something that a lot of brands have been really getting into in the last couple of years. It's not like a brand new thing, but it's definitely um, gotten more popular. We've seen it even replace, you know, tubos and you know, a lot of manufacturers, you know, the tubos with their cigars. And now we've seen them transition over to fresh packs, uh, which I think are great. You know, whether you're a seasoned smoker and you want to grab a pack of what you like, or, you know, if you're a new, new smoker and you're trying to learn brands, so you, it's a great way to grab something quick. That's at a good price point and get a variety of things to try. Um, so I, I you know, I just figured I'd you ask. Know, on the that. reality is Matt, as the price of cigars have grown so fast, a box of cigars is an expensive purchase. Yeah. And so consumers are looking for other options that, that weren't as important to them in the past. And, you know, Fresh Pack is, is an interesting solution to be able to do that. You know, and Mickey's got a great eye because he's out in the field every day talking about what people are buying and what they're asking for. And so being able to have somebody like him joining the team to, 
to help us answer these questions and being able to do it together, you know, it just it saves a lot of time and energy and we can get to faster, better decisions. And it's really a consumer driven option. I don't think they want to pay $500 for a box of cigars every time they want uh, more than two. Yeah. And Sorry, Mickey, you're, uh, Mickey, muted, you're muted. You're muted. Mickey, you're still muted. Got to unmute. Mickey's over there having a great time. He doesn't even know what's going on. No, I just, you know. <laughs> no, we're just messing with you, man. <laughs> no, but I think the last time I think Dan said like buy a five hundred dollars cigar or a box. And I'm like, that's why the Allstate or the Solamente only comes out every couple of years. So. Yeah, that's I mean, Solamente. That was, that was good. That's man. A beautiful cigar. That cigar so, is so good. good. I think I just smoked my last Very. of the originals, of the OG Solamentes. It was good. I enjoyed that very, very thoroughly. Um, Smoke them before they age out. That's for sure. That's right. Now, uh, Mickey, someone had asked, do you ever see yourself making a cigar at the McAuliffe factory? Closer to yes than no, I would say. That's up. Dan and I, we've kind of talked about it, but when we're some of our creative moments get sidetracked by our reality moments. So, you know, I don't know. Yeah. You know, you got to think about something. Something crafty is going to happen. You can't put this big of an effort in putting two people together and not something weird is going to happen. <laughs> weird is a, is a good thing. Okay. Okay. Damn, you know, Matt, say? it's really easy to think about. We have so many resources available to us. And we have to sequence what we focus on, like Mickey was saying. And right now, it's about unifying that sales team. Now, our creative juices get to flowing over a bottle of rum or whiskey. And there's no telling what may appear someday. But right now, the first step that we have to do is sell together as we keep building the momentum for our company. You know, it's like uh, it might have been how some of us were born is over a bottle of rum one night. <laughs> <laughs> Fair point. Fair point. It's a good point. You know, you never know what you never know what can happen after a couple of drinks together. You know, that's and nine, nine months later. Nine months later, you know, a, a nice night on a Dominican beach, and uh, you know. Are you talking about me? Are you talking about me? In my situation? I'm just saying all of us. You, know, all of, you never know. Well, you got real specific there with the Dominican beach. I mean, that's, you know. That's, what, what happened down there is neither here nor there. Well, I cut my teeth in Dominican. With Davidoff. Right. Right. At a very young age. Um... Shit, I had a question for both of you, and I lost it with Mitchell's little rant Sorry, there. I, th I threw you off there. You did. You did. I had a question for both of these fine gentlemen, uh, So I, know, I lost it. I know the, Damn it. I know the PCA literally just happened, but it's going to happen again very soon. Um, are, are you guys planning to be in a booth together for, for the upcoming PCA? Or oh, interesting question. Close by? We're not, or... we're not rookies. What do you, what do you think, Mitchell? If, 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 we're not, if, if we're not in the same booth together, it's not intentional. It's uh, you got to realize. So what happened was, I don't know if you guys know anything about how these trade shows work, but 
the moment you step on the floor of the trade show, you have to play in next year's footprint, right? Yeah. We had not, we were in motion. Like, Dan will tell you, I didn't even fucking walk over to uh, McCallum's trade booth because I didn't want anything to get, I was just worried like something. We actually did a pretty good job of keeping our mouth shut. Uh, so, um, so immediately, like, so we, all right, we're good. Contracts are signed. What do we do? I go, first thing we do is call PCA and get our booths together. So Amanda did a great job of championing that. So I really can't tell you what the last rendition is. Dan might have a better grasp on that. But if we're not connected, it has nothing to do with our relationship. Yeah, yeah. Mitchell, the reality is we we both have put deposits down because you have to, and so yeah. we've worked with PCA, and we intend to be together in a booth. If something didn't happen and we're just next door, that's just reality of PCA being moved up so fast Logistics. and just a little logistical trip. But there's no doubt that it's a unified sales force selling both cigars, and how we choose to display those, we're still working through those details. Awesome. So who's popping up the things? Because I'm seeing a different. Curtis Thompson, you and your wife are adorable, and I'm so happy to meet you. Uh, at, you know, at the open house, Curtis yeah, is probably dropping. Uh, like he's got the firecracker, he got the solamente, he got this and that thing, and on top of his tonnage that him and his beautiful wife buy from from McAllen. So Curtis, I, I can see some of your stuff coming up on the screen. Thank you so much for all the support. Just talk a little bit more the next time I talk to her, please. <laughs> well, uh, Curtis, thanks for being here tonight watching our show. We really appreciate it. Um, guys, we are getting towards the end of our show, so we are going to wind down the show pretty soon. Um, and I, first of all, I want to thank both of you for being here tonight. I appreciate your time and your friendships. Um, you know, it's always great when we can get together and have a conversation and hang out, especially on the show, and share that with everyone who's watching and listening at home uh, for them to enjoy as well. Um, you know, I, I want to say in terms of your, your new combined, you know, sales force and, and partnership that you guys have going on, I wish you guys nothing but the best, uh, as you both know, um, two great brands, both in a great position, um, both on the rise. I think this is, uh, this is going to be interesting to watch you guys continue to work together and expand and, um, what else you guys could maybe do together in the future outside of just, you know, sales and whatnot. Um, I think you guys have a, an interesting future ahead of you and I'm um, excited to see that, you know, unfold and, and to grow. So really just hats off to you guys and, and good luck with that. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, sorry. Um, anyways, other than that, I know we talked a little bit about, you know, a couple of things. I, I know that you guys probably don't have, I mean, McAuliffe just, McAuliffe just released the black. We saw the trade show. Um, this is kind of like the last thing I'll get into. Uh, Mickey, I know that you guys you guys introduced the Vespers this year as well as the Miters um, and yeah. some of your existing lines. The Solamente has come back. It's a limited edition. That has now shipped. Uh, that went out uh, last week, two weeks ago. Um, it kind of went out. I mean, the, the first event was Friday. Yeah, but yeah. So it's hit the streets now. Right, so it, it's out on the streets. You can find it now at your local retail. Head over to the number two guyscigars.com. You can find it there. 
uh, along with all the other McAuliffe and All Saints cigars that are out there. You can find them over there. Um, but, you know, with the trade show being a faster turnaround this year, um, you know, we just had a July. Now we're looking at March. You know, how, how much of an impact, you know, both individually and together, you know, does that does that affect you in terms of maybe project you were working on? You know, you have to maybe change your planning on certain things that you wanted to come out? No, the, I will tell you from the Allstate standpoint, when they said that March could be an option, our production shifted very quickly and very fast for us, right? Okay. The other thing to think about is that a lot of retailers weren't at this last show, and this is a feat from high-density territories, i.e. Mid-Atlantic, right? And the feedback I got was, hey, listen, the amount of money that I'm going to spend to take my team there, my retail team there, to do that twice in nine months is very hard to digest as opposed to once every 12 months. And on top of it, March is going to be weather-wise a very better opportunity to do this. And the big boys are coming back. So you had a lot of retailers that got off the pedal for this last uh, RPDA, and, I mean uh, PCA, and want to put those efforts into March. I think March is going to be very explosive for retailers. What's it going to be for our size company? I don't know because now we're going to have to compete with the big four coming back. So these are conversations. Well, remember, only three only three of them are coming back. Davidoff's not coming back. Okay, three, whatever. One, well, yes. One's enough. One's enough to be a juggernaut. You right. Know, so, um, so I don't know. So that's not our unified sales uh, uh, or weekly meeting that I have that we have to address. It. So we have joint meetings, and we all bring our stuff to the table. That's uh and Dan, I'll yeah, let you. So Dan, I'll let you speak to that as well. Yeah, Matt, we're excited that it's going to be in March. Um, I think that's going to be a better long-term cycle. You know, and Mickey already hit the highlights. Uh, the, the fact that it was this March uh, put pressure on on our business and our cigars. Those are those were on track, and they'll be here in December. It was our packaging that we were worried about. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, are you trying to fucking get me pissed off? <laughs> Damn. And no, no, I got to admit that, that that was a that was a love comment. <laughs> I know. Trust me. But we 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 have the same we, passions we, we, on this. We, we, we share we share a little bit of a packaging person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm I'm pretty happy that our PCA cigars will be here in December in our vault. So. Fully packaged, ready to go. Um, we've been sweating it the last couple of months. Quit showing off, Dan. Good. You Show have off. a much faster solution than we do, Mickey. It's okay. I mean, this is all sweat and tears to achieve this. <laughs> Man, this is the fun banter that we have behind the scenes, by the way. Oh, yeah. I can see that now. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I I uh, I see Dan being a little bit quieter. I see Mickey getting a little more fired up. There's a lot going on here tonight. <laughs> well, when your younger brother has more hair and smarter than you, you get a little jealous. Ooh, okay. Okay. 
That I believe. It's, it's, I, I can see you being jealous of Dan. You know, he's a it's a high intensity conversation. Have you met his Mickey wife? and Frank and Amanda and I are are working together. There's definitely nothing left unsaid. You know, Dan's a uh, Dan's a pretty sophisticated guy. I have to say, you know, it, <laughs> I could see I could see you being jealous. You know, you don't you don't have that you don't have that that swag that Dan Thompson has. You know. Yeah, I know. Dan Thompson walks into a room, the music stops. You know what I'm saying? Jeez, well, guys. The, the, <laughs> I, I think one of the most I think one of the most important things that was. What took me over the edge about learning and, 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 and being a part of Dan and what he's creating and what he's doing uh, is that learning that Dan doesn't do push-ups. And I was like, this is really unreal. Like, he doesn't do push-ups. He pushes the earth down. Oh. <laughs> oh. He's just—he's just that strong. Is this just—is this just—is this—is this, is this, is this praise Dan Thompson? I'm going to go back and visit with my wife, and the Earth is going to return to reality. So thank you for the kind words. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll visit so with Mrs. These, Thompson all in a few these minutes. Chuck all things that you ever hear in life, <laughs> Dan Thompson is the, is the inspiration behind all those Chuck Norrisism. Well, Dan's and, the original Chuck. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm gonna end this while we're still kind of ahead, uh, guys. Thank you for being, <laughs> guys. Thank, you're welcome. <laughs> we'll get Dan out of this before it starts to turn on him. Uh, guys, thank you for being here tonight, uh, both Mickey and Dan, as well as everyone watching and listening at home, uh, or later on all of the podcast app platforms. Uh, you can find our show there, as well as on YouTube and social media. Don't forget to head over to the new SmokingTobacco.com. Same address, but a new new storefront very excited very proud of it uh go ahead and check that out please we uh we're really proud of that we put a lot of work into that so go check it out for more cigar news reviews and other happenings in the cigar industry dan and mickey thanks for being here next week we got thanks steve absolutely we next week we've got steve Saka from dunbarton tobacco and trust uh Big don't miss Saka. that and uh, we also have Spare Notes back again this Saturday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, so don't miss that. I know that Dan will be there, uh, hopefully in the comments, as he usually is, which we, we love him. We love him being there. So uh, that's going to be our show for tonight, and we'll see you on Saturday night. Take care. Have a good night. Thank you so much. Appreciate you all. Thank you for spending your time with us at Smokin' Tobacco. Please remember to like and subscribe for more episodes and content. And as always, visit SmokinTobacco.com for news and updates from the cigar industry.